Wolf, Director of Communications at the Center for Court Innovation, and welcome to another New Thinking Podcast. I'm here today with Linda Baird, the Program Coordinator for the Youth Justice Board, a program that brings together teenagers from all over New York City to research, discuss, and make policy recommendations about policies in the city that affect their lives. Why don't you tell me a little bit about the Youth Justice Board? Explain to me what it is. The board was formed by the Center for Court Innovation in 2004, and now is a program of the Center for Court Innovation and the Center for Courts in the Community. And the goal of the board when it was formed was to bring the voice of young people into local policies that affect their lives. What kinds of policies? So each year we select a topic, and right now we're studying juvenile alternative to detention programs, which basically means when a young person gets arrested, uh, there's a few places they can go before they have their disposition hearing with the judge when it's decided what their final sentence is going to be. Um, So in that time, many youth used to go straight into detention facilities before they'd even been found responsible for whatever they were charged with. Um, A couple years ago, the city opened four alternative to detention programs, one in each borough, where that time between the arrest and that hearing, youth would be at home in their communities uh, and having some level of community monitoring, either by the Department of Probation or by a contract agency program. Um, And those take different forms, including after-school programs. So since those are relatively new, the first one was Quest in 2007, um, the Youth Justice Board this year is studying the programs, talking to youth in the programs, talking to city agencies and provider agencies that run the programs, and finding out uh, kind of what's going on, what's working really well, and how the city can even better respond to the needs of youth and their families. Who, who are these kids? The board is about 15 to 20 young people. We recruit them from all over New York City, public schools, private schools. And how old are they? They are between the ages of 14 and 18. So you meet twice a week after school? Twice a week after school. We have youth this year who are interested in law as a career and criminal justice as a career, as well as youth who have actually been through the system. So wow, we try to, there's not a great point average we're looking for. It's more interest in whatever we're doing and a commitment to working on that for a full academic year. How do you get them ready for this kind of research and policy making? Well, every year we start off with what we call the training phase, which lasts for about two months. The program kicks off with a retreat, and the board members really spend two days together, both kind of gelling as a group, but also learning the background info on the topic and fundamentals in uh, what we call youth-adult partnerships and public speaking and interviewing skills. And then we spend the next two months really honing down those skills. I spent a little time with the Youth Justice Board and I got to hear Matt Canfield, whom you work with, discuss with some of the participants their experience observing a program called Quest, which is one of the alternative to detention programs. Uh, so let's listen to a little bit of what uh, how the conversation went. Goal number two, actually Raymond, since you're not eating, will you read? See how the program operates on a day-to-day basis. Quest offers a variety of programs and specialized workshops every day. Curfews serve as incentives. If kids are following conditions, they can have a later curfew. So what are they doing? 
They are debriefing a visit that they had to the Quest Alternative to Detention Program. The youth went out to Queens and actually saw what it is like in an Alternative to Detention Program. They observed youth there, they sat through a session, um, and they had a chance to interview staff to see what goes on at the ground level in these programs. I wonder if you can tell me what in your view, the youth bring to these kinds of policy discussions. Are they seeing things that perhaps an adult looking at the same situation would not see? Yes, in many ways. I mean, it's first being young and their ability to talk to people their own age. It, adults also like hearing from youth who have been able to speak to their peers on this level and to say, you know, this is powerful. This affects people that I know, people that I go to school with. So there's a level of authenticity there that I don't think you can get from a bunch of adults who have done a lot of research on the system, who may know it inside out, but don't really have the perspective of somebody who's ever going to be personally affected the way that these young people are. And do you feel that they have had an impact? I think they have. I mean, policy change is not quick and it's not overnight. but. I was really heartened yesterday when we were invited to the opening of the teen space in the Queens County Family Courts. This is something that the Youth Justice Board, in studying foster care, had recommended after speaking with youth and learning that one of the reasons they didn't like to attend court was that they were uncomfortable in family court waiting areas, that they didn't want to run into family members that they didn't want to see, and there was nothing to do there. So at the same time the board was doing this research, Judge Joseph Loria, who's the New York City Family Court Administrative Judge, and Kathleen De Cataldo, who is the Executive Director of the Permanent Judicial Commission on Justice for Children, uh, were working on trying to open private spaces for teens in courthouses across the state. Youth Justice Board members were invited to be on the planning committee for these spaces, and actually just yesterday in Queens, a beautiful space opened that the Youth Justice Board had had input in the rules governing the space, the design, you know, what kind of chairs do you buy for the space, what kind of reading materials, computers, things like that. That's so great. we actually, you know, got to witness one of the board's recommendations come to fruition and an alumni member spoke at the opening with Chief Judge Kay. So it's a huge day. So I talked to some of the participants and I asked them what they thought about the Youth Justice Board. So maybe we'll listen to a couple of their comments. Oh great. Okay, so my name is Yvette. I'm seventeen and I go to Cathedral High School. Most of the extracurricular activities that I've done throughout high school were like medical stuff, medical things, or like community service. And when I found when I found out about the Youth Justice Board, I thought it would be interesting to do something different. And I wasn't like so informed about policy in New York City, the place that I've grown up. So I felt like it would be the perfect opportunity to do that. So. And what do you think of it so far? I love it. Like I, I honestly do because there's so much that I learned from it and. Like, there's so many things that I wasn't aware of that now I am, and it's, there's also, like, it's also a lot of fun, like, doing interviews, preparing, like, knowing the work that it go, that goes through, like, researching something. I have to say I find it amazing and heartening that there are kids who are interested in public policy. One of the lessons we do during the training phase is a what is policy and what does it mean to be involved. And when you can take something as big as citywide public policy, which I sometimes have trouble understanding, and break it down for them in terms of, okay, well, what policies do you follow at school? You know, what are policies at your house? 
And when you really break policy down at that level, they start to see, oh, this isn't as hard and as complicated as I thought it was. You know, there's ways to get involved at every level. Oh, so here's someone else. My name is Quinn Dever. I go to high school for public service and I am 17 years old. I applied for the youth justice because I found out it was a great program and it's also a nonprofit organization. So that triggered my interest because my career goal is to start a nonprofit organization. So I figured getting working in a nonprofit organization would help me better understand it. Well, I certainly couldn't say at 17 that I wanted to form a nonprofit. I could barely decide right. if and where I was going to college. So. Right. I don't think I knew what a nonprofit was, <laughs> yeah. actually. Yeah, very impressive. So thanks so much. It's really been interesting, and uh, thanks for taking the time. Oh, thank you. I was happy to be here. If people want to find out more about the Youth Justice Board, where can they go? We have a pretty new website up, actually, at uh, www.courtsandcommunity.org slash Youth Justice Board. Great, and that's the website for the Center for Courts and the Community. And there's also some information on the Center for Court Innovations website at www.courtinnovation.org. And I've been talking to Linda Baird, who is the Program Coordinator for the Youth Justice Board. And I'm Rob Wolf, Director of Communications at the Center for Court Innovation. Thanks for listening.